The Apostle Paul says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God, even to the pulling down of strongholds. Sometimes strongholds get built up in our lives so that we have great fear about certain things. It's like building a brick wall. These destructive thoughts come, and another brick goes into the wall. So that before you know it, you've got this tall wall standing there and you're terrified of this particular subject. Well, Paul says that the weapons of our warfare through God are so mighty, they can even pull down those strongholds. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, the Word, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. Our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God. As Christians, we learn completely different ways of life. When the world, when they're depressed or lonely or fearful, sometimes they go to the bars and drink. Sometimes they go shopping. Some women go shopping. Often some a woman will clean out her closets of her room or straighten up her house or vacuum or do something like that to forget what the fear is. We overcome the fear. It's not a matter of forgetting the fear. It's overcoming through God. They want to forget the fear. That won't work. Overcoming through God is victory. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus says, To him that overcome, I will not blot his name out of the book of life. If he overcomes, overcomes through God, it is a continual matter of taking the problem, the fear, the concern to God in prayer. It's simple. But often we forget it. It's amazing how we can forget to pray. When we have access to God, directly to God, and we have an absolute promise that if any of us lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. We have a promise of God. James 1.5 Taking that problem to God in prayer is the key to overcoming and tearing down fearful strongholds that have been built up on various subjects. If you have a fear about anything, if you have something that just continually nags at you, a fear. If you are a Christian and you have faith in God, you can pray directly to God. And take that fear to God. And the thing that God will do with you is bring you some information that will cause you to be able to live in peace over that fear. What you need to do also is look at some scriptures to build up your faith in God before you pray even. We have a scripture which says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, 
by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. If you need to build up your faith in God, take that scripture and keep it in front of you. And then you can know when you are turning to God in prayer, you're doing the scripture. So it has to be the right thing to do. And there's a promise of God attached to it. That when we pray and take this thing to God and let our requests be made known to God, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So ask yourself this. Is there anything right now that troubles me? Is there anything that concerns me? Take that to God in prayer. Talk to Him about it. Pour out your heart to God as you would to your best friend. Knowing that God is able to deal with the thing and help you and also knowing that God knows the future where you're concerned and what you need. Your best friend might want to help you, but the best friend might not know what you need. God does. So you can have so much confidence in knowing that your help lies in taking the destructive thought to God and just talking to him about your fear or your dread. As long as we live on this earth, thoughts will come to us to trouble us. They may come by something you've seen on television, and a seed would get planted in your heart. Oh, what if that happens to me? Destructive thoughts can come directly from devils trying to torment you. They could be carried by another person who says something that causes you to be tormented. But they will come. And as long as we live on this earth, we are subject to having destructive thoughts come into our minds. But we have an answer. And that is turning to God and asking Him for help in the matter. I'm currently 83 years old. I am able to walk a little bit with a walker, but mostly I just don't walk. I live in the home of one of our church members. She comes down to my room at night about 9.30 and gives me my sleeping pill to help me with the pains that I've had from broken bones. One night, she didn't come down to my room. She lives upstairs. Fearful thoughts began to come to me. What if she's fallen on the stairs and lying there needing help? 
What if she had to go to the hospital? What would I do? We have five animals. She has two dogs and two cats, and I have one cat. How would I get these animals fed? How can I take care of them? I can't even take care of myself. How can I get the messages on the blog? How can I get that done? She does all that technical work. All these fearful thoughts hit me. And then finally, I remembered to pray. Help me. And immediately, I heard from God the scripture. My God will take care of all your needs. And I just completely relaxed. It was like the weight of the world lifting from my shoulder. And I said, that's right. God will take care of all my needs. It's really interesting because there's a difference because between really calling on God for help and boasting over scriptures. I've heard people say, oh, God would never let that happen to me. I know those people don't really have faith in God. I know they have faith somehow in themselves. And it's sort of a prideful boast. But there's a difference between a prideful boast and calling on God for help as a little child. There's a scripture which says, Except ye become as little children, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. That little child is not boasting. That little child is serious. Help me. And that's what we have to be. Sometimes there's a pride that keeps you from praying. Oh, I could take care of that myself. Oh, God will take care of that. He'll never let that happen. There's kind of a pride. We need to call on God, putting away our pride. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That's in 1 Peter chapter 5. In verse 5, it says, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. We call on God for help. We resist devils with the word that is brought to our mind by God through the Spirit of God. That's where the power of God is. Casting all your care upon God. Humble yourself. Pray. Ask for wisdom. All of these things are humbling. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, not in the power of your might, as the world tries to do. The power of his might. Just simply 
acknowledging I need help. When I was 75, I lived alone in a house in Texas, and my cat died. And I was so grieved that night, but I had made a, a decision on my own, not by hearing from God and not through prayer, but it was a decision that I would not get another cat because I was so old that if I got ill and had to go to a home, there wouldn't be anyone to take care of the cat. So I decided I wouldn't get another animal. I went to bed that night and I was so grieved and I cried out to God in my grief and I said, please help me. And I heard, get on the internet and get you a Siamese cat. The next day I did that and all the grief vanished over my cat who had died. Sometimes we make up our own mind as to what we're going to do and we're going the wrong way and God shows us to go another way. When I was a new Christian, a brand new Christian, I was having so many troubles with destructive thoughts. And my best friend who had been raised Baptist said, Oh, Joni, you shouldn't be having all these troubles now that you're a Christian. Well, that's exactly opposite from the truth because the devil often attacks when the word of God comes to you. God will tell you one thing and the devil comes along immediately to steal that word from your heart and to make you go another way. So it's not really correct that now we're happy all the day like that song says. You can try to fake and be happy all the day, but that will destroy you. Instead, we simply need to turn to God with our problem and trust him and develop an understanding that he will help you. Have experience with him and know that he will help you. Build your faith by meditating on scriptures, specific scriptures. My God will supply all your need. Philippians chapter 4. Keeping the, these scriptures before you day and night until your faith gets stronger in what God will do. As you have experience with God, you come, I think, to trust him even more by seeing the things he has done for others in the Bible and by seeing what he has done for your own life to help you. We also have to understand that the devil brings thoughts to our mind to trouble us. And the devil does not speak truth. So when the devil brings something to our minds to trouble us, that's exactly opposite from the truth. John chapter 8, Jesus said concerning the devil, He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, 
He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. If you buy into his lie, you are destroying yourself. So know this. If that destructive thought is from a devil, the opposite is probably the truth. The exact opposite. But this does not, this is not the total solution. We can't go totally by this information. We must turn to God in all things. We must learn to take our cares to God. Now that sounds like we would automatically do that, doesn't it? But if you're really honest, I suspect you will admit that there are times you forget to pray. And sometimes we forget to pray over even very serious things. First thing we usually do is panic. When a destructive thought comes, we just panic. And then sometimes we settle down enough to pray. But always prayer is the answer. Another thing that happens is the minute you've heard a word from God, something will happen to make you doubt. Somebody in your own household will rise up to question what you've heard. I don't see how you can do this, they will say. The devil also sends thoughts to try to steal our faith in God. All of this is warfare concerning faith in God. In 2020, I was considering having new upholstery put on my 25-year-old car. And as I stood there thinking about it, I heard what I knew was a word from God. It came by the Holy Spirit in the form of a thought, or you could just buy a new car. I'd never thought of buying a new car. I was just going to have the car seats rebuilt. But when I heard, or you could just buy a new car, I thought about it, and I said, that's right, I could. I just sold a house in Texas. The money was sitting in the bank. I could easily pay for the car. And that night I had a dream that I bought a car. The day after I had that dream, we went to look for cars and I did buy a car. About four months later, Pam went out to start the car and it wouldn't start. And we thought, oh, the battery's just run down. So she called her insurance company. They sent someone and they couldn't get the battery to start. They said, you'll just have to tow this to the dealer. So the insurance company sent the tow truck. They towed it to the dealer. And we began a series of problems with that car. Thoughts began to come. You may have to get rid of that car and get another car. We had so many negative thoughts about the car. What, what was going on here? It was a type of spiritual warfare. In Mark chapter 4, we read that when you receive the word of God, immediately Satan comes to try to steal that word away. This was all a spiritual battle to try to make us doubt the word of God. 
It was a battle over the Word of God. It wasn't quite that clear at the time. We were quite disturbed and didn't know what we were going to do. But we kept working through one problem at a time. And finally, they got the car fixed, and now we like the car. But it is a battle, and it's not exactly a battle as it seems to be a battle, but rather all of it's trying to get you to doubt that you heard from God, to get you to doubt that God is helping you or will help you. And that would be the greatest loss of all, is to have something steal your faith in God or to steal your faith that God will speak to you and guide you. Then you've lost everything. It's far more important than losing the car. It's losing everything, for faith in God is our life. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 to 15. Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the receiving of Jesus Christ, the Word. Gird up the loins of your mind. God is a spirit. Sometimes it's a little bit hard to attach to a spirit. But we have the scriptures, which are inspired by God. So we take those scriptures and we make our mind focus on those scriptures. We keep those scriptures and turn to them in times when we don't know anything else to do after we have prayed. And we build our faith in God through meditating on specific scriptures given to us by the Holy Spirit. We gird up the loins of our mind through scripture and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That means as God reveals a word such as, my God shall supply all your need, you just feel relaxed. When you hear that word, it gives you grace to endure the situation because you have faith in that word that has been brought to you by God. Then he says, as obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, in all manner of life. If we are tempted on something that we know is wrong, we can call out to God for help. He will help us. He makes a way to escape that we may be able to bear the situation without giving in to the temptation. God knows exactly how to reach us and exactly how to give us what we need to sustain us. Our trust has to be totally in Him. We don't have to go along through life fearful that we're going to fall away or fearful that we'll give in to a temptation. It's just when it comes, turning to God in prayer. Help, help, just help me. Please help me. 
That's all that you need to do. And then God will do something to help you so that you can escape. Go that direction. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There is no temptation taken you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make the way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Prayer and meditating on the word of God, which is brought to you by the Holy Spirit. And you may ask, well, how is it brought to me by the Holy Spirit? As you read the Bible, you will often have one verse that stands out to you. You just kind of get hung up on it. And it's like you don't want to go past it. You keep being pulled back to that verse. There's a message from God for you at that point in time in that verse. So you take that verse and focus on it. Keep it before you day and night. Think upon it. Do the instructions that are in that verse. There's great power and great strength in meditating in the Word of God. And we have a promise that when we do that, when we meditate on the Word of God and do the Word of God, we will prosper and have good success in everything we do. We will look at two sections of Scripture here because meditating in the Word of God is very important toward developing faith in God. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Psalm 1 says the same thing. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Focusing on those scriptures one at a time that are brought to you by the Holy Spirit that stand out to you, taking that scripture and keeping it before you, day and night and doing it, it's a signpost which keeps you on the highway of God and keeps you from drifting off into the way of the world. And prayer, that's the other factor, focusing on the scriptures and taking all your concerns to God in prayer. My cousin was 97 years old. She'd been in Church of Christ her entire life. And she told me, she said, oh, I do well during the day, but I get so lonely in the evenings. 
And I said, oh, well, all you have to do when you start to feel lonely, turn to God and just ask him for help. He will help you. And I was quoting Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Just call out, please God, help me get through this evening. Often in the day, I don't have anything maybe to do, and I'll just say, oh God, please help me with the rest of this day. Please fill my day and help me. And he always does. So I knew it would work. The next time I heard from this cousin, she said, Oh, I do so well during the day, but during the evening I get so lonely. For some reason, she just couldn't do the Word of God. She couldn't pray by faith, though she had been in the church since she was a baby, taken to church from the time she was born. And now she's 97. This is tragic. But I've seen it with many people who are churchgoers that they don't really have faith in God, that he will help them. Our strength is in the faith that we have that when we pray, God will hear us and help us. That he is there for us that he watches over us, and that he helps us. Build that faith through keeping Scripture in front of you and also through prayer. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.